Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Game Shot the Fallout Bar. It is night two of the Grand Slam of Darts. Myself, Jack Gobby Garwood. I'm here hosting the show tonight, which is a bloody good job because as a pundit, I know nothing once again, because once again, I've been in Reading, uh, joined by the lovely Charlie and Cam, although I think Cam is having the odd little technical issues to challenge to start with you. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing really good. Um, you know, look, I love the I love the early stages of, of the Grand Slam because there's so many games that you can watch and you can literally be sat in front of your TV from, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and you get a bit of a break and then the, in the evening session, it's as long as, as the first session. So, you know, some really good results tonight and, you know, it's it's shaping up to be quite a, an interesting uh, next couple of days as, as leg count and everything comes into it. Yeah, completely agree. It's what... Um... Greg Knight from Jennings was telling me yesterday, he's not the biggest dark man in the world, but he said sometimes you can sit down for five minutes and you've watched for an hour and a half. This tournament is the perfect example of what you're just saying. Yeah, I mean, look, you can be watching and then, you know, for example, um, going prices, I will come on to the going prices game today. That's done in, in, you know, no time at all. And you have a break. Um, the presenters might come onto the stage and then you're on to the next game and then you're on to the next game. And it, it just, it, flows really nicely and at this stage of the game as well um legs and everything comes into it and every single leg means a lot to those players who are potentially on the cusp of getting through and, and not getting through but um you know as i say some some exceptional performances um today and some performances which you know we were we were really impressed with yeah and before we do come to review the grand slam a quick pop-up from Lee Seymour. Can we first start by congratulating Kevin Ironman Burness, a regular in the online live league regarding qualifying for seniors world championship, told him privately had a great chance and you were bang on Lee. He was superb this weekend, um, beaten semi-finalist yesterday by Ian Moss, went on to pick up the qualification spot today. A um, little bit nervous, a little bit edgy at times, but he was superb throughout, as was the entire event. I know this is sort of my little bit and it's been my baby for this weekend. And actually, after they've announced the second event and the second batch of qualifiers earlier today, there's no way Phil Bars is getting anywhere near this World Seniors. This is mine. He can cover everything else. This is his fault. He's in Wolverhampton. Bless him. So, Phil, hands off. We're still waiting for Cam to try and jump back in. So what we are going to do is say hello to a few people in the chat room, Maliki's in, Jamie's in as always. Kieran is in two. Good evening to Rose. Um, a few people asking about some interviews today. Um, everything that we get will go up on our YouTube channel. I believe the ruling is that if players have won back-to-back games, so they won last night and they won tonight, they have no obligation to speak to us. They wouldn't have to speak to us again until tomorrow. So some have. Some haven't. That is why the odd one might be missing. Um, anybody that's played in the last two matches, maybe even the last three, may not just be out yet. Phil will still be processing them in Wolverhampton. We've had some pretty big stories dropping tonight. Uh, some A really good piece from Raymond Van Barneveld, um, Fallon Sherrick, obviously. Um, Michael Smith said some really interesting things as well. So, yeah, hold fire with the interviews. We're going to show you the clips that we can. Anything that we don't manage to show you or you want to watch in more depth, Stay on the YouTube channel, but wait until we finish the show and then you can go and watch them. Um, Rose says Sky have been lacking, though. I think it's the, the time constraints because they are trying to get 16 matches in in one day, so they tend to just fly through. Right, Charlie, we are going to run through the afternoon session while we try and wait for Cam to come back. If I can find the graphic, going to be completely honest, folks, we have the PDC graphic. That's the way we're rolling. I'm going to try and hide behind. And Charlie, because I've literally not seen anything, you've got to run through all eight of these. Brilliant. Um, you weren't expecting great. that when you signed up for the show today, were you? No, not when we uh, 
when we chatted about it beforehand. But look, some really great games in there. Um, I I did like the look of the first game, but I expected Martin Schindler to come through that. Um, and look, we've said that twice this weekend already. Nathan Schindler was wearing some great form coming into this, but that is back-to-back defeats for the wall. It is. I expected him to get to get the job done, and I, and I kind of thought that Nathan Rafferty's win, uh, his loss, sorry, over going Price last night, or yesterday was sort of his. He peaked a little bit, but he's put in a really matured performance there, and they went. Um, they both lost a throw at the start, and then Schindler took a leg, and I thought this this game might progress to a five-four. And then Rafferty just capitalised on missed doubles from Schindler. Um, so, really good performance from him. Um, now, moving on to, on to the second game. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I've, I've got a surprise for you because the next two are two of my guys. And I know That's Cam was giving me a little bit of abuse that two of his guys won earlier. So, I'm going to bring him straight back in. <laughs> Hello, Cam. Good to see you. And make you talk about the next two, Mervyn King and James Wade both winning tonight, uh, this <laughs> afternoon. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, sorry. I've had, to, <laughs> I've had to log back on the phone as well. My laptop has just completely died on me. So, yeah, that's not not ideal. I'm usually the one that's quite reliable technology-wise. But Yeah, well, I'm in a hotel. I'm, I'm amazed this is holding up. Like, I know. We all know what my Wi-Fi issues have been in the past. Um, but, oh, yeah, I'm, this is free Wi-Fi as well, by the way. Superb service. Where are you staying tonight? Even a shout-out? <laughs> I'm in the Ibis. I'm in the in Ibis the I- in Reading. Right. So where are we starting? Sorry, I am. Uh, you are coming in for the Mervyn King and James Wade games, please. Okay, fantastic. Mervyn King. Yeah, it was a bit more like it tonight, wasn't it? It was a lot more like what we expected to see from him. A lot more like what we've seen yesterday. Um, played really well, I think. Broke early on with the little 48 and two. Tried to leave 36, uh, 32 as much as he could all game as well. And it was really working for him. Had an 11 daughter in there, a couple of 180s. Um, I thought it was a really good performance. And despite a bit of a fight back from Rusty Jake, Merv did well to close it out and get the win in the only 5-4 of the session. Yeah, Charlie, quick word on Rusty Jake. I'm going to try and pick and choose which games we do talk about, but this one's really interesting for me because he's been so good on the EU development tour this year. Back-to-back losses for him. Um, this one, obviously, a lot closer than yesterday. A little bit disappointed, but obviously this is what happens when you you make that step up to the big boys. He's clearly got a game very, very close to getting his tour card last year. Has that this year. This is just great experience heading into next year for him, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, look, he's come on the on the end of two um, two defeats, um, you know, 5-3 and 5-4. And so he, he's getting... I've been impressed by him to be honest. Um, you know, he looks really good and what a time to play Mervyn King, obviously, off the back of that that defeat. So Mervyn's, you know, he did what he did. It was vintage from him, um, you know, a 99 average. But he was good. He played well. And I'm sure that we'll see his name a lot more in the next couple of, of months and, and years. But he, he's maturing nicely and I, and I think he'll be a huge part of the, of the PDC, you know, going forward. Yeah. Wadey back to... Doing what Wadey does best, Cam. He got out. Uh, he got in front early this one. I see the one-two-two checkout. Um, I managed to tune into the odd little bit. That was about all I did see. But it just looks like James Wade has, has suddenly flicked a switch today. Yeah, it was. You took the words straight out of my mouth. It's exactly what I was going to leave with. Back to doing what James Wade does, and he punished missed doubles throughout from Boris, who played well in patches, but just couldn't quite do it when he needed to. And yeah, the one two two from Wade in the first leg kind of set the tone, and from there he just took the chances when he had to. The one eighty in the final leg to leave forty seven. As soon as he hit that, it just put the pressure on Boris, who I think had seventy six at that point to try and take it to four three and have a decent chance of maybe getting a result. As soon as Wade banged the one eighteen, you kind of knew it wasn't going that seventy six, and Wade cleaned the forty seven up in two. As my man does, still in with a chance of qualifying. We'll get on to how the groups look very shortly. Uh, game number four today. I don't think many expected this to be a shootout for staying in the tournament after both of these players lost their opening game. Look, the game was... I didn't expect it to be in that in the position where both of them would be fighting for it. Um, but look, Chris Doby, I was on the 
um, the stream on the Players' Championship when he when he won, and we, me and Phil were talking about how impressive he's been, and he's now sat at the bottom of his group, having not picked up any points at all. Um, I mean, I think he had twenty percent on the doubles tonight, three out of fifteen attempts. So you know, in, in a in a first to five, that can't be good enough at all. Um, and you know, Chris just is just fallen a little. He's fallen over the hurdle um, right at the crucial time for him. Um, but you know, really disappointing for him and his fans. But you know, Chris Doe's been in some incredible form, um, and it's just seems to have eluded him in the last sort of couple of games. Yeah, completely agree. Let, let, let's keep moving on, boys, because we do have plenty to talk about tonight. Ryan Joyce was superb tonight. Um, he is the one that the PDC have led with on their highlights package. Uh, 5-1 victory over Roby John Rodriguez. But I don't think there's that much to talk about on that one. So we're just going to say, well done, Ryan Joyce. We're going to mention just how good Rob Cross is playing at the minute. But we're going to move on from that one as well. And we're going to go on to you, Cam, because you you, you said you were going to give me this. And I told you it wasn't going to happen. But go on, go in price five, Christoph Ratowski, nil. First off, I'm glad we haven't gone to the Ryan Joyce, Robert John Rodriguez game. Mainly because on my notes today, when I've been making notes as we've been going along, that game is just an absolute mess of R's and J's and R's and J's and R's. And I have no idea who did what now, other than trying to remember it back. Um, yeah. Going price, Christoph Ratajski. I said I was going to give it you tonight. And what did you predict last night? Just remind us for a moment. What did you tell us was going to happen in this game that was going to be game of the afternoon? Don't know, mate. I, I've had a very, very busy day. You're just going to have to move on. <laughs> it's okay. You said you said five two Ratajski. I remember it anyway. Um, yeah, Gezi just never let him in at all. Um, Ratajski probably wasn't at his level that we would probably expect from him at this stage, but he didn't really get given much of an opportunity. He hit a couple of 180s in there and didn't capitalise on them. And he only had one dart as a double over the five legs. And that was in the final leg when Gezi had missed, I think, two or three for the match at that point anyway. It was, it was just as one-sided as it could have been. I think that that line from Rose says it all for me. The disaster yeah. match. Um, final game of the afternoon session, Charlie. Johnny Clayton doing what Johnny Clayton does. Look, I'm going to hold my hands up at this point before I get any more stick about it for the rest of the week. I said Johnny Clayton wouldn't get out of his group at the Grand Slam of Darts when we previewed this on the Live Lounge last Monday. And that was purely because, in my head, it's so difficult to comprehend Johnny Clayton winning another TV title this year. MVG swept up and, and picked up seven, all seven in the calendar year, but we just haven't really seen it. We've seen Taylor do it, we've seen MVG do it. We haven't seen anybody get close to that level of dominance in a calendar year on TV. And my thinking was, if you're going to stop Johnny Clayton, you do it in the group stage, you catch him cold, you catch him early, and you put him under pressure, and he's just gone, nah, you're an idiot. And made me look stupid. Not yeah, I think the majority of the time we've seen Johnny Clayton just builds nicely, doesn't he, into into competition. He doesn't peak too early and he, he seems to peak at the right time. But um, look, he got the job done against Bradley Brooks um, today. A nice 5-3 win for him and uh, an average of 103. Um, you know, so he, he got the job done and a couple of Bradley's um, facial expressions were, were just the case of, you know what, I'm playing against a really top-class player right now. And it's it's mad to think that he's only world-ranking number eight because he's in some incredible form. Um, and, you know, if you don't catch him cold now and he starts to build up uh, momentum, it would be, it'd be very hard to stop him as, as the tournament progresses. Yeah, completely agree. And that was my fear when I was looking at predictions. I'm going to put up another graphic now that's going to put us all in the background to be able to see our faces. This is the state of play for the tables of the afternoon session groups. These guys go again tomorrow evening. Um, plenty of players severely up against it already, boys. Um, quick overview of Group A. Going Price has already qualified two from two, four points in that one. Uh, Ryan Joyce is also qualified straight away from Group D. They're doing two that's automatically in so far. Everyone else is going to beat Abacus time trying to work out leg difference and results and needing to swing games in their favour, left, right and centre. Um, Charlie, quick view of Group A, obviously going price already there. Christopher Tarski was a strong favourite to get out of that with him. Do you think he still will? I think it'll. there's a good chance he'll get through. Um, you know, look, 
there's another really tough game coming up for him against um, against Rafferty. He's played some exceptional darts through the way. Whether he can continue that, um, I'm not too sure. I think Ratajski's hit decent form recently, um, but I think against Going Price, as, as Cam mentioned, it, he couldn't really do much ro- wrong. Ratajski couldn't get close to a double, so I expect him to beat Rafferty and qualify. Um, but that should be another really good game. Yeah, Cam Group B, Johnny Clayton leading the way. Mervyn King lingering behind a little bit. Uh, tell me your top two from here. Um, I think Merv might be in a little bit of trouble because Merv's got to go and play Johnny Clayton now. And there's if there's one man in that group you don't want to be going up against trying to get a result, it's going to be Johnny Clayton. So it might just be that Bradley Brooks only needs a couple of legs here to make sure he goes through. And the thing I, is, I think Rusty Jake, play. with a convincing win over Bradley Brooks, jumps on to two points. If Merv loses to Johnny Clayton and Rusty Jake manages to swing the five-leg difference that he's got on Bradley Brooks, Rusty Jake will sneak through. He could do, but I don't fancy it. I'll be honest, I thought Bradley Brooks was very, very good today. Um, he made Johnny Clayton play as well as he did to to get through there. And I think if he plays the same again tomorrow, he'll get enough legs to sort of sneak through. And I think we'll see Clayton and Brooks go through to the next round. Yeah, Group C for you again then, Charlie. Rob Cross leading the way two from two so far. James Wade with that important win over Boris Kirchmar today. Um, how is this one going to finish up tomorrow? This one could be a really interesting um, group, could Group C. Um, I mean, I'd expect um, Jim Williams to beat Boris Kirchmar. That, that might go the distance, but I'd expect him to get the job done. It's whether James Wade can find a vintage Wadey performance to beat Rob Cross, who's in some really good form at the moment. Um, I mean, I might, you know, I put myself out about a whim here and I, I might, I'm going to go with Rob Cross and Jim Williams making it through. Um, I think Rob Cross beats Wade and, and I think Williams will beat Boris Kurtzmar. So I think it will be Cross and, and Williams that make it through. Wade in a very, very similar position to Mervyn King, losing that first game that perhaps they shouldn't have, putting them up against it when it comes to the all-important clash against the player leading the way in the group. Cam, Group D for you. This one's a tight one. Um, Ryan Joyce has already qualified. <laughs> A little bit of a surprise, perhaps, but Relentless does what Relentless does. Dobie in a world of trouble, Bunting looking okay. Yeah, um, well, Bunting knows what he needs to do. He's just got to go out there and win. Um, yeah. But that's not the easiest thing to do. Another player who's been playing very well, very talented young man again. It's a bit on an knife edge. I think Bunting will just have enough to get through. But I think it, it'll be close and we'll see which way it goes. But yeah, unfortunately, Dobie's, I think, out, isn't he? Yeah, he must be out. Yeah, of course he is. Um, so, yeah, I think between those two, it'll be tight. But I fancy bunting just to get over the line. Right, let's move on to... This evening's results then, boys. We're going to race through these ones as well. I'm still waiting on the PDC to fire up the group stage graphics. We might not be able to review it in the same depth because we don't have the image to help us just yet. But let's go over the results. We've got a couple of interview clips to play you from these eight games. Two, starting with a win for Luke Humphreys over Matt Campbell. Two losses in a row for Matt Campbell. A little bit disappointing from the Ginger Ninja who... We hold him very, very high esteem and hope because that action is so, so good. He's look. He started. He started well in the game. Um, I watched the game progress really nicely, and I thought that it could have presented Luke with with um, issues. He's got such a smooth action, as you as you mentioned. But um, look, Luke Humphrey's got the job done, didn't he? He was only thirty five percent on the double, so you know he'll have areas like that to improve. But we've become so accustomed to to Campbell being a, a sort of a, a vintage player that puts in a level of performance and he just hasn't hit those levels. Um but Luke will be will be happy to to have got the win. Of course his first win and you know it puts him in the in the hunt for for qualifying for the next round. Yeah he's been very, very good on TV this year as Luke Humphreys. Um game number two it's not a massive game to talk about Joe Davis is Still injured, Raymond Van Barneveld picks up the 5-0 win. It's pretty much expected, although Davis did pinch a leg off Gary Anderson. That could be very, very important come 
the end of play on Tuesday for this group, um, boys. But the important thing for us to talk about here is a little bit of a clip from Raymond Van Barnum himself. So we're going to watch that now, and then we're going to talk about Barney. Uh, well, I was really, I wasn't really uh, expecting it. It would have been nice, of course, to, to, to play for the Dutch crowd, but at the end, it's not a ranked event. Um, it would have been nice, you know, and but but the PDC took the, the the top four players in the world, and and hey, I had my chances. I had many times to say thank you to the PDC, and I still do. In all these years, they they. Um, yeah, they gave me wild cards for the PDC, for the Premier League and, and, and the World Series. And I, I want to say thank you and, and also sorry for my behaviour in all these last years. Because I know I can't be a really bad person and, and sorry for that. And I want to go further now, like like showing my best for the next three to five years. I said this on social media earlier, but I'm going to use the same line again. I genuinely don't think I've ever seen Raymond Van Barneveld so vulnerable in an interview, voluntarily as well, not even a big sit down and think about his career as a whole, just a normal game at the Grand Slam of Darts, Barney back competing in the PDC. Um, but winning 5-0, still in with the hunt for tomorrow, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, I think vulnerable is the right word. And he put himself in that position there. And he clearly had something that he needed to, felt he needed to get off his chest and that's probably been bothering him for a little while. And it was, it's nice to see when people open up like that and sort of give that sort of insight. It's not a, it's not a media trained interview, which I know we kind of discussed this about going private, but sometimes it needs to be the other way last night. But in terms of, like that, it's it's good to see, and it's obviously clearly needed to say that for quite some time. In terms of the game tonight, I wrote very little down about the game. He, Joe Davis is struggling, and it's it's he probably shouldn't be there based on the injury, but I wouldn't have turned it down either. You, it's his first opportunity to go and play there. I, there was a lovely one-two-one in like four from Barney, but other than that, he just did exactly what he needed to do to get the result tonight, and he's put himself in a really good position now. Yeah, on to game number three this evening, Charlie. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this one. John Henderson, Lisa Ashton. I don't think I've ever seen a crowd boo John Henderson. He's one of the most likeable guys in that. So we've got that a little bit in this one. Um, but he does beat Lisa Ashton 5-2. Yeah, look, I think um, when the when the draw was made and, and, and everyone was sort of grouped, I think Lisa Ashton will have probably looked at this and seen this game as, as the one that she was probably most comfortable of or confident of getting a result out of. Um, you know, John Henderson's not been in the greatest of form recently, but it wasn't a classic by no means. Um, only two 180s thrown across the seven legs, one each from, from both players. And John Henderson just got the job done, but he, he'd have probably come to expect that he was going to get the booze and everything from the crowd. But, you know, that's what we kind of, when 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 Elise Rashton plays, or we saw it with Fallon Sherrick at, at the Alley Pally, that that's how the crowd are going to be. Um, but yeah, John Henderson got the job done. I think Lee Rashton will be a little bit disappointed because, as I say, she'll have probably looked at this at the start of the tournament and thought that's the, my opportunity of getting points on the board. Speaking of Fallon Sherrick, Cameron, five nil after the disappointment of last night, Fallon Sherrick. Flies out of the block, seven perfect darts in leg number one, absolutely blows Mike Dedecker away 5 0 and is well in the hunt to get out of this group now. Yes, she is. Um, what a performance. I mean, she set the tone right from the very start. I mean, seven perfect darts. I cannot believe she didn't go 45 36 with 81 left after seven perfect darts. And I think she probably thought she should have done herself, uh, which is possibly why. She she missed that eight dark because I'll be honest I thought it was going after the seven went in. Um, it was an unbelievable performance. There were I think four one eighties in there from her and a hundred and one average in the end with a bit of faffing around in the final leg where she almost let it slip a little bit. It was hugely hugely impressive and she's still got a really good chance of going through. She probably could have done with the little Peter Wright getting over the line in the game. We'll probably talk about in a minute, but. I think she was. She's still got a really good chance. She's just got to go out there and beat Gabriel Clemens by a couple of legs, and that will be enough, and she'll be through. Sounds simple when you say it like that. Let's hear then 
from Fallon Sherrick in her post-match press conference. That's insane. Like, <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for doing that. Um, at the time, obviously, I didn't know what average I was running or anything like that. Um, but I'm absolutely over the moon with that. I'm absolutely buzzing with that. Short format, suits Fallon Sherrick, blows away Mike Stecker, still in the hunt. Job done for tonight. Back on Tuesday to try and finish that up. Uh, next game, a little bit scrappy, perhaps goes the way of the man that's playing or played the better darts for the last few months. Mensal's made a little bit of a comeback, had a bit of a hiatus earlier in the year, but Jose de Salza winning that in a last leg decided. So we're going to move on from that one. Um, the last person we've got an interview clip from is Michael Smith and is a little bit more humble than perhaps we're used to seeing from the bully boy, um, Charlie. But before we do hear from him, 5-2 victory over his former mentor, Gary Anderson. Yeah, I mean, he was he was fired up last night, wasn't he, Michael Smith? Um, he, against Barney, and, um, you know, he got the job done tonight. He was, he was impressive, to be fair. Um, you know, Gary didn't have many opportunities in the game, and I thought that his scoring... Um, Michael Smith scoring was was brilliant, and when he's flowing and when things are going his way, you can just see that that it, it, you know he's he's clicking in the right way. And I think it was last night you mentioned about how he's been trying to keep calm a lot more and not get as angry, and it seems to be helping him out a lot more. But it's nice to see him a little bit more humble um, after after when he speaks to Phil and the media, because you know no one really likes it when he comes out and you know he's not he's he's a bit more arrogant. Um, but yeah, he got the job done, and you know it'll be disappointing for Gary. Yeah, Cam, we said that line a few times this year. Disappointment for Gary. He's, he just seems to have lost that ability to kick on and, and go to that top gear that we've known he's got for so long. Yeah, and I think it was one of those matches where it's always a good game to watch when you watch these two play each other. And I think there was a little bit there where it was it was there for the taking a little bit at two each, three two where you could, one of them had to make a run and if they put it together like we know that both of them can when they're on, then they could easily have just run away with it. And Michael Smith did that. The way he rattled off those last two legs was just, he didn't give Gary a sniff. And I think that's what we're so used to seeing Gary do so much over the years. And I think Smith just kind of gandled Gandor a little bit. <laughs> Gando. It's like wading, wady, isn't it? Yeah. Let's hear then from the bully boy, Michael Smith, the last clip of an interview we've got to play for you tonight. As I said earlier on in the show, um, all of the interviews that Phil Bars has collected from all of the players um, that have spoken to us today will be up on our YouTube channel, either by the time we finish this show or early doors tomorrow morning. So don't forget to head over there and check them out. Obviously, wait until we've finished chatting about tonight's action. You're watching us live. Those videos will be around for as long as you need them to be. But this one is a short clip from Michael Smith. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't as whatever me and Gary's been through, he's still he's still one of the biggest influences. What made me come through darts like this? Without him, I probably I probably wouldn't be professional now. Mum and Dad used to have seven jobs just to pay me to play in England, and then Gary come in, took me all around the world, got to play, and I got I got to play tournaments that I never never even dreamed of. So I owe him a lot. And not apart from that, he's been a big brother to me as well. He's guided me through everything. So it is hard to play him, and especially to beat him, because I know what Gary Anderson is. He's one of the best players in the world, and he'll always be remembered that as well. It certainly will for me. Big, big fan of Gando for a long, long time. Uh, two games to go on this evening before we do look ahead to tomorrow night. Peter Wright losing 5-4 to Gabriel Clemens, uh, the same as he did at the World Championships, he lost him when Peter Wright was defending that title. Uh, Cam, you touched on it a little bit with Fallon, potentially in that result to go the other way. So I'll come to you on this game and then I'll leave Charlie with a record breaker later on. Yeah, um, it was one of those games. It was a bit up and down. There was four straight breaks to, cricket, to kick it off and then we had four straight holds and then another break to finish it off for, for Clemens. It was kind of... No one wanted to win a leg on the throw at the start and then sort of got the heads together a little bit. Got it. He got to 3-3, got to 4-4. It was close, nip and tuck all the way, but Clemens just took advantage in the final leg where Snakey missed a couple of darts at 32 and 
And that was it. Clemens came back and hit the same target, I think it was, in the end. Yeah, he was back to the World Championship darts tonight, which was a change from the darts he threw yesterday. He seems to have realised over the last few days that going back to a straight barrel dart is the way to go. But again, he made that small little change and just doesn't seem confident enough to me at the minute to be making these little adjustments that we know affect not only the way that he plays, but the way that he throws physically. Yeah, and that's that's it, isn't it? It's the he uses such different darts all the time. I know he has stuck with the straighter barrel a lot recently, but I assume there's a difference in weight there. The the grip on them looks a little bit different. The way they go in the board is just slightly different. And surely that's got to be a big difference when you're throwing them with your confidence of the odd one where you'll be using a dart where he's floating it over the top of one, where he's the others where they're going in flatter and he's kind of rattling into them. It's it's a bit it's just too much changing as we've discussed on so many occasions and he, he played well last night against Bell. He didn't give her a sniff and and he's come back with a set of darts tonight that he's not played particularly well with. Yeah. On to the last game of the night then after Fallon Sherrick breaks the record for a female average on TV. Michael Van Gerwen goes one better and sets a new record average for the Grand Slam of Darts, Charlie. He was unbelievable tonight. Yeah, an absolutely unbelievable performance from MVG. Um, I think every every game he plays, you know, and he wins, people say, is he back? Is he back? And today's performance probably does confirm that he's he's getting back to where he was, you know, 115 average, uh, 138 with his highest checkout. He was relentless. His setup um, shots were incredible. A couple towards the back end of the game were superb, leaving him on on you know finishes which you know require no um, no complicating or anything. And Joe Cullen, I think for him, he's been on the back of a couple of these recently where you just you just have to stand and admire just how well MVG is playing. Um, he did have a little bit of an issue MVG towards. I think he missed quite a few. Six darts, I think it was at a double, um, which let Joe back in. But he won't be bothered about that. He he'll be really happy with his performance. And yeah, record breaking average. It was uh, it was a superb performance from MVG. It was indeed. I would absolutely love to tell you how the group stand, but the PDC still haven't produced that graphic just yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to look ahead to tomorrow night's session. A big big thank you by the way to the PDC for these graphics, uh, must give them credit where credit's due because these look very, very good, very sharp. And obviously, they're on your screen right now and we're all enjoying them and it's helping us do our job. So we're going to go back to this view because you don't need me any bigger than I need to be. In fact, you don't even need me that big. Um, and we're going to go back to the old way that we do this, I think, boys. I am going to ask you for a scoreline for every game coming up. So starting with... The first game of the night, they're going to get the dead robbers out of the way. So these are the games where the result pretty much has no bearing on the outcome in the group. So Chris Doby, unfortunately, does go up first against Ryan Joyce. Ryan Joyce, top of the table. Chris Doby comfortably bottom at the minute. Um, Charlie, does Doby get that two points on the board as a consolation? I'd like to think so. Um, I think he comes to a close game against Ryan Joyce. Um, up first for him, he'll know now that you know he can't qualify, and and that'll disappoint him. But he'll want to put a performance in that um, you know that gets him sort of a bit of recognition. So I think he wins that five four. Um, but I think that'll be a really good game, and you know it could go either way. But I think Doby gets the job done. Yeah, Cam, to you the battle of the boys from the northeast. Um, I can't really see past. Ryan Joyce, the way he's been playing. Um, I think I do think it'll be close. I think Dolby will play well, but I think five I think five four Joyce. Interesting, interesting. And with you, I think um Chris Dobie was in fantastic form last weekend. Um found himself as a last minute addition. And as we've seen with James Wade in the Premier League, he struggled to find his feet early on and, and that seemed to have cost him. You can't afford to start slowly in the Grand Slam, even though it is the group stage. Um, Ryan Joyce looks fantastic. I'm going to say 5-3-2, relentless. Game number two, another one that's been in good form of late, Martin Schindler, but he hasn't quite produced that yet. Finds himself lingering at the bottom of the table, going prize comfortably top. Cam, does any, is, is there any way the German wins this one? Um, No. 
No, I'm not, I'm not just not even. Uh, I think he'll get a leg. 5-1. Charlie, over to you. Yeah, I think Price gets the job done. 5-1 or 5-2. Um, you know, I think the way that he's playing at the moment is is pretty relentless. And once he gets ahead, I don't think he'll let the German back in. So I, I don't think he's got any chance at all. I completely agree. Look, Gezi looks very, very good here. He's confident enough to be calling out Marco van Gerwen after his game. Yesterday, Peter Wright's done a little bit of chest pounding as well. Michael van Gerwen won't be too far behind them after that performance tonight. So, shaping up for a really interesting tournament. Um, Gezi 5-2 for me in this one. Back-to-back games in Group C up next, starting with... Boris Kirchmar against Jim Williams, boys. This one, potentially for Jim, is a win and you're in. Charlie, give us your score prediction. Um, yeah, look, I think Williams gets the job done. Um, I think he gets it done 5-3, I want to say. Um, you know, look, he played really well against James Wade and, um, you know, he, he just needs to recreate a performance like that against... Um, Boris, but of course he he'll he'll still want to get points on the board, won't he? So um, it's going to be a good game, um, but I expect him to win probably five two or five three. I think and he'll get the job done. Cam, yeah, I, th- I think I fancy Jim Williams to get over the line. I think Boris has played well in spurts, but he's missed a lot of doubles, and I think Williams will just be a little bit more settled and just get the job done where he needs to. I think probably five three. Interesting. Yeah, look, it's difficult to back against Jim after Boris has, has lost both. Um, does he get a little bit tense knowing that a win and he's, he's virtually there? Um, potentially, but I still expect him to, to come through that one. I'm going to say 5-3 in that one. Um, Cam, back to you. James Wade, very, very likely. In fact, I'm almost guaranteed needs a result against Rob Cross, no matter how the result of the other game plays out, because it will come down to leg difference or it will come down to, to needing the points. Does he get the result he needs against Rob Cross? I find it very difficult at the moment to back against Rob Cross. He was very close to being four points from four and a plus 10 leg, up, uh, leg difference after today. I know he let a couple slip at the end today, but he was very, very good again. And Wade, he played better today, but I don't think he played well enough where he's going to do enough to beat Cross. So I think we see a 5-2 win for Rob Cross, who gets in front early and doesn't let Wadey back in. Charlie, same question to you. Are you knocking my boy out of the tournament as well? I don't know, you know. I think, could we see it? James Wade pull out a vintage performance that we always seem to see from him uh, at crucial times. I mean, I expect the, the game to go sort of 5-3, 5-4 maybe, but it would be hard to look past Rob Cross at the moment. I think he's in exceptional form. But I wouldn't put it past James Wade, but I think I would probably edge on um, Rob Cross to win. Um, I'm going to say 5-3. I'm not going to be anywhere near as kind as you two are. Very, very good performance from James Wade today, but he's not been playing very well of late and I think he gets knocked out that early. Lost to Jim Williams, was the key match, as we stated last week. Didn't go his way. And it's going to cost him his spot in the Grand Slam. I think Rob Cross is, just looks a different level. He, he looks mustard. He looks back 5-2 um, to voltage for me. Halfway through tomorrow night's games. Uh, Group B action next. Back-to-back once again. Bradley Brooks, Bradley Brooks against Rusty Jake Rodriguez to start for you, Charlie. Yeah, look, a really good game. Um, I think the way Bradley's been playing and the maturity that he's shown on stage um, will take him through this game. Um, I think he wins 5-3. Hard to predict, really, because both players are, are still young and, um, and you know, Rusty will be wanting to, to get that point on the ball. But I think he wins. Um, he's had two great performances. So, you know, I think Bradley Brooks gets the job done, done 5-3. Cam, same question. Yeah, um, I think, again, I think, yeah, Brad played very well today. Um, I think Rusty Jakes started a little bit slowly in both games so far. And I think if Brad gets in front, I think that'll probably be enough to to get over the line, especially at that point, knowing that if he goes 3-0, 3-1 up, 
it's probably going to be enough legs wise to make sure he gets over the line anyway. So I think that might just at that point give him that freedom to go and play. So I think maybe five two. Yeah, it's an interesting little one in the group. This one as well. So Bradley Brooks already on two points. Rusty Jake not on any so far. So win for Bradley Brooks would really heap the pressure onto Mervyn King in the next game. As 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 floor career, is Rusty Jake a little bit younger than Bradley Brooks? I'd, I'd say that what he's done as a as a development tour player is probably that little bit more impressive than what Brooks has done. It was the World Youth Championship really that, that launched Brooks, and that was up on a big stage. And that experience of being there, of being at the UK Open, of, of playing in front of the TV cameras way more times than Rusty Jake has right now, I think will get him over the line in this one too. So I'm going to say Bradley Brooks wins this one 5-3. The other game in Group B then, boys, it's pretty much rinse and repeat. We just asked a question about James Wade. Can he go and beat the top player in the group to survive? Charlie, can Mervyn King beat Johnny Clayton to stay alive? That's another tough game and I'm looking forward to it. I don't think he does. I think Johnny Clayton's in too good form um, to let this slip. Mervyn King's obviously in a position where he can't afford anything but a win. And I just feel like Johnny Clayton will get the job done 5-3. Mervyn King's not been playing anywhere near his best um, darts in the two performances that he's put in. And I just don't think he'll get over the line here. So, you know, I think Johnny Clayton wins 5-3. Cameron? Um, yeah, I can't see it either. I just I think Johnny's playing far too well and I just don't see him dropping off. I think he's he's playing well and he'll carry on to play well and I think he probably wins 5-2. I'm doing it. Merv wins. Go on, Merv. He's alive. He Come on. <laughs> I've got to say one stupid thing I show or, or one... Out there thing, shall I say? It's only stupid if it doesn't happen, isn't it? Let's be fair. That that's the perks of what we do. Yeah, um, we'll that one yeah. tomorrow. Look, what what did the average say? What did Merv manage to average there? I'm just gonna try and flick through that. He averaged 99 today. He averaged 81 yesterday. So if he adds 18 points onto his average, as he's done for the last two days, he is gonna smash that brand new world record average at the Grand Slam. That. Um, Marco Van Gerwen chucked in today and he's going to bash Johnny Clayton. That's the logic I'm going with. At 18 yeah. points, 117, two points high. What a day for Mervyn King. Now, now you've said something stupid. Now, now you've done it. It's funny though, isn't it? And it's yeah. midnight and I'm going to go to bed soon. So we roll, we move, we carry on. Two more games to look forward to then. A big game in Group A. Um, Christoph Ratajski against Nathan Rafferty. This one, boys, is a straight shootout to join Gerwin Price in the knockout stages. Charlie, coming to you first. Surely, surely you boys have to fancy Christoph Ratajski, despite the fact that Gerwin Price was so impressive against him today and beating 5 now. I do fancy Christoph Ratajski. I think his TV form is, is something to be admired. And I think in the big key moments in the game, I think he'll get the he'll take the leg when he when he needs to do it. I think he wins um five two. Um I think he'll just have too much in this in in the key game that, that he needs and you know, look he'll use his form, the Polish Eagle and at the key time he'll he'll take the legs when he needs to. So yeah, I, I expect Ratajski to win. Yeah, Cam been really, really impressed with Nathan Rafferty at this Grand Slam of Darts, but does that run out tomorrow against the Peagle? Um, I'm not so sure. I think Nathan Rafferty has been very impressive and doesn't look frightened one bit. He didn't look frightened against Gerwin Price. He's He certainly didn't look frightened today when he got over the line very comfortably against Martin Schindler. And Christoph Rezice is going to have to do a lot more than he did today if he's going to get a result out of this. And it's going to take a drop-off from Rafferty, maybe seeing that winning line and seeing the next round, which I could conceivably see that he gets four, gets to four and falters a little bit his first time up there. But he just looks like, he just looks very cool and I'm going to back him to get over the line 5-3. Interesting, interesting. Um... Like I said, Nathan Rafferty's been really, really impressive. He does hold the three-leg advantage, but that will be 
virtually insignificant by the time one of these two wins the match. Um, and I have to have to go Christopher Tyski, the experience, the form he's shown on TV today. 93 average against Gerwin Price today. Misses one from one on the doubles. Doesn't really get a chance to do much more about it after that. Only 96 from Go, only a 96 from Gerwin Price. But it was just those key moments that he just took away from Tyski. Final game of tomorrow night session, the Monday night session. Stephen Bunting, Roby John Rodriguez, exactly the same situation as Ratajski Nathan Rafferty. Straight shootout for that second spot to join Ryan Joyce. Which way does this one go, Cam? Um, this is a really, really good game. And coming down to it for who goes through and who goes home, a lot of pressure on it. I think it probably will just come down to Bunting's experience in this one. I mean, he's played. He has played well as well. We've got got to give him that. I mean, he averaged one hundred and six point seven first round against Ryan Joyce, and then he played well again today. I think Bunting just gets over the line, but he's going to have to fight hard for it. I think five. I think five four. I think it'll go all the way. Charlie, are we going all the way in the last leg of the bit of tension at in Wolverhampton? It's what you want for a last um, the last game on. But I would, I think Stephen Bunting gets job done five three. Um, I think he's he will his experience will tell as the game goes on. Um, and you know the youngster from Austria that it's not an easy it's not an easy position to be in a, a shootout like that. And I think Stephen's been in plenty of them over his career. And so I think he will get the job done. I think he'll progress through. Um, I think he'll win five three. Yeah. No, I'd... I don't think Stephen Bunting did a lot wrong against Ryan Joyce. It was the last leg. Um, all nine legs went with throw. And I, I, I think he's playing very, very good darts at the minute. Just beaten in a short format by somebody playing equally good darts in that moment. Um, but I think he's got the experience, the ability and, and the game right now to push him through in that second spot. Um, so I am going to go 5-2 Stephen Bunting. I think he gets out in front early right before we wrap up boys you two don't know i'm doing this and actually neither did i until about 30 seconds ago but i'm gonna get you to do this one get these two guys predictions for finalist and winner quickly since they don't appear on the live lounge you two boys hopefully you've got the draw bracket up i'll just take your winner and runner up from here because you do have the little bit of advantage of seeing who's playing well you've got a couple of days in now you can see who's already at risk a bit one name from each half of the draw Who's your two finalists and who wins this tournament from here? Charlie, you look like you're working hard, which means you've got it open in front of you. Come on, man, you can do it on the fly. I haven't yet, but let me just get it up. I was hoping Cam would have gone first there. I mean, I'm on my phone because the laptop gave up, so I haven't got it up whatsoever. Oh, my. (laughs) Jamie, you've done us us dirty here, boys. (laughs) Right, fill for a minute. Just fill for a minute while we get this up. Well, I'll I, I talk you through. So, Dobie's out. Schindler's out. So, you can have Ryan Joyce, Gerwin Price, uh, Jim Williams, Wade or Cross, Brooks or Rusty Jake, Clayton, Mervyn King, Ratajski, Rafferty, Bunting or Roby John. You both need to pick one of those each. All right, go on, Charlie. You're asking me to go first now, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think MBG will make it to the final. That's the other half. Uh, I was going to get to him. Oh, well, right. Okay, so he's in the other half. Um, yes. I, I can't actually remember who you've said now. You, uh, <laughs> Price, going Price, Price, Rob Cross. Yeah. yeah, so I think it will be Price and MBG in the final. Give the people what they want. Cam? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go a bit left field with mine. So, I'm going to take Rob Cross to make it through in the top half. Right, run me through mm-hmm. the bottom half again just before I... Run you through the bottom half. Clemens, Sherrick, Peter Wright, Mike Tedeca... Luke Humphreys, Jose de Souza, Mensor Sudovic, Matt Campbell, John Henderson, Michael Van Gerwen, Joe Cullen, Lisa Ashton, Raymond Van Barneveld, Gary Anderson, Michael Smith, and Joe Davis. Yeah, I'm I'm going with 
Yeah, Rob Cross plays Michael Smith in the final. We see a couple more upsets as we go along. You have Did I, did I not pick Michael Smith as well on the live league on the live lounge a couple of days ago? I'll be honest, mate. I didn't watch. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember either, but if that's two of us, he's got no chance. He's going to find a way to not get out of his group now, despite winning not, two not from that. two I'm, I'm and playing he, Joe Davis next. I'm saying he wins it as well. He beats Rob Cross in the final. Interesting. Charlie, who wins that your two? I want to say MVG. Um, but with, well, Cam's say it then. with Cam's prediction, I hope Michael Smith doesn't win. So I'm going to say that now. I hope he doesn't win it, but I hope MVG gets through um, in my final against going Price, it'd just be nice to see him um, back in the winner's circle again. Completely agree. Right, boys, thank you very, very much for your time this evening. Thanks to everybody in the chat room watching along. Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Drop us a like before you go. It really, really does help us out in the quest for me to become a full-time YouTuber. That's what we all really want. I'm joking. It just helps us massively in the back end. People will see it and it will help us grow our numbers even more as you guys have been amazing, taking us over the 16,000 subscriber mark as we strive for 20,000 by the completion of the World Championships in just a few weeks. Boys, thank you very, very much for joining me this evening. You two have been an absolute delight despite the early tech problems with you, Cam. Bliss for it to not be me. And you've been terrible, and I've been really nice, but I am still battering you at NFL Fantasy Football tonight. So it's you can right, go and have a red wine now because you've been very well behaved this weekend. Yeah, my boys are winning in the background as well. We're 30 points to 13 against Denver. I will take that as well. Interesting, interesting. Not really, you're just rubbish. Um, big, big thank you to <laughs> Boyle Sports for all of the help and um, sponsoring our coverage this week. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, with another fallout bar. Don't forget, as I said, all of the interviews from the players that we picked up today will be on our YouTube channel after this. You can jump over there and check them out. Sam Tizzle is with us all week as well, by the way, guys. He's on TikTok and Twitter giving you guys um, some ackers and, and the best odds that he can find over the week selected bets with our uh, friends at Boyle Sports. Do make sure you check them out. And if you are having a bet, please do remember to gamble responsibly. Um, all that's left to do is say thank you very much to everybody for watching and we'll see you tomorrow.